You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberry! I am your father. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 24 of Sharp Angles. I'm one of your hosts, Rich. I'm here with... Danae. And Jeanette. And uh, we're here to talk about another <laughs> dinosaur movie. Oh, no. uh, This one just so happens to be called Jurassic World. Or Jurassic Park 4. Or <laughs> Jurassic Park 4. Or... Or what? why in the world did they make this movie? Yeah. Ding. <laughs> Bloody Ding. So the movie opens with yet another dinosaur theme park because we didn't learn our lesson from the last three movies, Yeah, which is very exciting. And this one is super high tech and everybody loves it. And it's like the Universal Studios of dinosaurs. And it's been going on for 20 years, right? Something. Yeah. Who knew? So apparently they were able to operate this particular theme park for, you know, two decades without anyone getting eaten. So really, I think that we need to give them kudos right off the bat for that. Yeah. Right. And I need to, you need to give them special kudos because they were able to do that on Isla Numar <laughs> while everyone was dying simultaneously yeah. on Isla Suna. Yeah. Twice. Because that actually happened. Yeah. If it was around for that long, I mean, we could be making up 20 years, but I think definitely 10 years. I think they said 20 years. So the incident happens. Right. They just forget about it. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Hammond and all those people dying in the original Jurassic Mm -hmm. Park. No, no, no. We're just going to let that rot. Yeah. It's going to become the quarantine area of the island. We'll do like, I don't know, weird stuff over there. And we're just going to build another park. Yeah. A little further down on the island, and we've got the the side. Because hey, we got BD Wong. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yep. Well, they had him before, so they did. Yeah. Yep. So we still got that guy, and he knows how to make a mean dinosaur. So Mm -hmm. we're just going to keep having him popping those things out of of eggs, and uh, let him loose on the island. Yeah. So because what could go wrong with that? Right. Right. Well, what what went wrong the first three times? um, Corporate greed. Yeah. It's bad, people. It's bad. It's bad. This is the lesson that we have to learn. Hey, when you got a thing going and your your profit starts getting flat, you know, maybe that's just where it's going to be and you should just deal with it. But here's the thing, okay, and I I said this to Danae before we started actually rolling here, but I feel as if this movie meant to have some kind of political message to it. And yet I have no idea what in the world it was supposed to be. Because, yeah, okay, corporate greed and everything. Except that the owner of the park goes out of his way to say, no, no, we don't care about profits here. Are the people happy? Are the animals happy? Blah, 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 chirp, chirp, beep, beep. And then he gets eaten. So No, he gets blown up. He He gets gets blown blown up. up. You're right. Because he's like, I know how to fly a helicopter (laughs) into an aviary. (laughs) Not a good It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. The pterodactyls, you know, kind of ate him. So, you know, like they they ate ate the helicopter around him and he just had no choice but to fall. So, I mean, I guess that's what happens. Sometimes. Yeah. But I just just felt as if there was some, some, I don't know, link. There was a missing link. So many missing links. Yes, there were. I think the missing link was the fact that maybe... Maybe all the people who wrote the script were millennials. <laughs> Could be. And they tried real hard in the beginning, and then life got too hard, and they just walked away. They it's just possible. said, you know what, we're done. It's we'll let the dinosaurs finish the movie. <laughs> because the Indominus Rex knows more about the plot than we do. I think that's valid. <laughs> I think, Rich, you might have just closed the whole entire podcast right there. What else is there to discuss? There you go. <laughs> All right, folks, you have a great night. (laughs) 
Well, it is smart enough to know when there are two people that are crucial to the plot point so it can lure them away from the field. That's right. The gyroscope field. Yes. That's it. Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm. Just for them to be eaten. Yeah. Because yep. I, I had mentioned, and now I saw this in theater because I, you know, love the original series and everything, lame as it is, delightfully lame. And so I was like, oh, Jurassic World, I'm totally going to see this. So, um, I remember wanting to kind of shoot myself or get eaten by, you know, the T-Rex or Raptor or anything um, because I was so bored. But this time around, I'm, I'm noticing details that, you know, maybe I hadn't noticed before. And and when the two kids are in the little, what is it, gyroscope or what? Yeah, gyrosphere, I think. Yeah, gyrosphere. You're it. right. You're right. In the gyrosphere. And they see this gate open and they're like, oh, let's totally go through that. That's a smart idea. And and I had asked why don't go into the long grass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, why in the world would this very well maintained, carefully controlled park have this gate open for no good reason? And Rich had mentioned that there were actually claw marks on it that I had missed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because clearly, <laughs> the Indominus Rex is like, yo, I gotta move this plot along. I gotta get these characters into my domain. And there's no way for them to get there. Because the millennials are stupid and lazy and right. moved on. And and this time, the people that built the park were too good. So instead of there just being a way for them to get into the area, let me just open this gate for them. And then, you know. She's, and then the plot moves on. Yeah, she scratches the gate, opens the door for them, and then, um, you know, kind of hides out. All right. So, so yeah. So this this thing is hiding out. You know, with four other dinosaurs. With, yeah, it was four other dinosaurs just chilling. Maybe, maybe, maybe three. No, it's no, definitely it four. four. It's definitely four. Because the genius like, kid counted five. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. His well, the ge- the genius kid is like also clearly like autistic or something, right? Like that's, this, that's where they're going. They're going for they it. They were going for it, but didn't quite make it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he he's too way too high functioning. I mean, I guess. Technically, he, I mean, he's got this weird thing at the beginning where he like tells his mom how long it takes to get to the airport, yeah. and then he's fine, except that he's a little too obsessed with dinosaurs, and then he's not fine when he's counting teeth at the end, and that's it. But no, he he has a whole bunch of stuff where he's like counting things and like and like calculating. He does like, a lot seconds of counting. Do, yeah, he does. He does a lot of that kind of like he might be obsessive compulsive. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> So, but anyway, so, but clearly, you know, because this thing, you know, the, ad- 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 um, was it? Indominus, Indominus is, is like so fierce for like predator. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to like just kill, like I've killed everything else in front of me. Like we've already seen, you know, she's just killing for sport. I'm just going to leave these guys alone and alive so that we can get the two kids that are essential to the plot into the area and then kill them mm-hmm. and then try to kill them and then try to kill the kids. Smart little critter that right. one. Yeah, yeah. So she clearly she, knows she's the star of a movie. Exactly. She's just moving the plot along. She's just doing her job. You know, like is this it? You know, that's 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 how that's how all this works, right? I guess. All right. I don't know. So, also speaking of the and uh, and uh, 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 man, I cannot pronounce. Rex. Rex two. Rex two. <laughs> yes, I'll go with that. Somebody who made this movie. Right, who is a, either a, a set designer or a sound designer, or maybe the set and the sound designer, and then one of the set directors was a huge fan of James Cameron, because when the what did they call them, the the AEDs or the like the 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 people the containment that, units, yeah, the, the AC. AC... ACE? ACU? ACU. Okay, so when they show up, they might as well have been wearing Wayland Corporation uniforms. And then somebody should have been saying something like, you know, game over, man, game over. Or something like, something to that effect. Because they straight up ripped, ripped off the first encounter with an alien from Aliens, the movie. Straight up, like, that... That happened, huh? Like right up, it right up and including because I noticed it the second viewing, the the head guy, yeah, he had like the the sonar thing, uh huh, and it made the exact same sound as the sonar from the weapons in Aliens that track the xenomorphs, right? 
And then they get a little closer, they get a little closer, and they're like, oh no, and then they see the blood, only instead of, like, it being acid blood that, like, burns through floors, it's just regular blood, and they're like, oh, what the heck is this? And then the thing comes out of nowhere and then just eats them all. And then you see, like, their, their like, vitals. Yes. That's straight out of Aliens. Huh. Straight out of Aliens. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a nice little nod, but, I mean, this not this is not a Fox movie, so it's kind of weird just to kind of see that. So then, once again, this is an example of the millennial writers being lazy as anything and not yeah. coming up with their own stuff. Yeah, yeah, that James Cameron man, he was cool. That was, <laughs> that was a cool movie. We're gonna put the cool stuff into a cool movie, and with it's our, still with failed. our dinosaur that knows more about the plot than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna fight. The, we're gonna fight the power. Have the movie write itself. <laughs> Did they have Chris Pratt write some of it? Because I feel like <laughs> he, he just needed to be cooler in the movie. Yeah. Well, he sort of played Star Lord slash Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but instead of being in a trench coat listening to eighties music, he was. Chit chatting with raptors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he was the raptor and, whisperer, and wearing he way was. too much makeup. I'm <laughs> sorry, but that first scene with him, it it just, oh my gosh, he's wearing way too much makeup. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, they overdid know, it. Like maybe he had a, like an injury or something, or maybe when yeah. the raptors got him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe that did happen. They would never deny because they have a bond. Okay. Yes. In the movie, they have a bond, but that doesn't mean that Chris Pratt didn't do something to provoke them off set. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, they are writing this movie. <laughs> they after are. No, wait, wait. No, they aren't. Rex 2 is writing just, it. Just Rex 2? Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Gosh, French. But they're related. <laughs> Good. Okay. Okay. Maybe you there's... Don't, you don't think that Rex 2... Had her homeboys help her out. Okay, good point. That's true. A gal yeah. can't write a movie alone. Yeah, yeah she's got to get her best friend. That's right. Maybe there was a little brown nosing going on. Yeah, or, or yeah. at least like some writer's workshop. Happening <laughs> <Yeah>. in <laughs> the raptor pad. And let's face it, if I was in a writer's workshop with Rex 2 and, and raptors, I think I would let them run the show. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. So maybe they got really annoyed with Chris Pratt for how much he was being like Star Lord and slapped him in the face at one point. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, but but not enough in the movie to actually do anything to him because right. you know even though that you know in like towards the towards the end of the movie they get a new alpha, it's not really the new alpha yeah. because you can't you can't you can't break the power of Chris Pratt. <laughs> you just can't. He just stays in, you know, he just stands in front of you and goes, yo, I'm Chris Pratt. You just chill and stay there and don't eat me and we'll be cool. And then they go, all right, we're just going to go fight this thing that's clearly going to kill us all. Right. For you. And does. And, and well, except for Blue. Yeah. Except for Blue. Blue makes it. Blue makes it. Yeah. Because they feed Rex 2 to the whale thing. Yeah, well, even they get help, though. <sighs> and another clearly ripped off from uh, from James Cameron's scene. Oh, yeah? Where, you know, there is a door that opens with <laughs> a strong female character protagonist holding a flare going, yeah, let's do this. Only instead of Sigourney Weaver, it's Bryce, Bryce, Dallas. Dal- Bryce Dallas Howard. Wow. Yeah. See, I, I saw so many things that were ripped off from Jurassic Park 1, and I, I'm sure they did that on purpose. Oh, well, yeah, that's intentional, but, yeah. But it was so poorly done at the same yeah. time. It was mm. more like you couldn't come up with your own original material. Apparently not. But okay, good to not. know. Moving and we, on. Go, we delve deeper into plagiarism, apparently, than we even thought, because I don't yeah. think either one of us has seen Aliens. No. So, nope, so didn't realize there was a scene with a flare and Sigourney mm-hmm, Weaver, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who was also a redhead. Yeah, uh, I mean, not in that movie. She no. Was, no, 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 she had dark hair. Oh, okay, uh, but uh, like she was a badass. She was like, you know, the ultimate badass. Mm. Which Bryce Dallas Howard was not. No, no. And no, why the heck was she one. wearing so much white? So much what was white. The point? And nude heels that she never took off yeah. in the whole entire movie. Yeah, right. she would have had some serious issues with her feet by the end of the movie with all that running. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. I guess so. Like, the T-Rex should have been able to just snap her up right. like that. Well, we already established that the T-Rex can can run at, like, 35 miles an hour. Yeah. So she would have never made it down no. that hall. No. <laughs> and she waited way too long way to too start long. running. <laughs> I'm like, run stupid. Yeah. It, 
Now, no. now might be well, a good time. They needed to have that dramatic one shot though. Yeah. Because they didn't actually have a cut. Like once they get to, once they cut to the behind scene, like mm. behind her, what she's holding the flare, it didn't cut until she runs around the corner to throw it at the Indominus, mm-hmm. which is a clever shot. And I love one shots. It's like they, you know, like that's like a, you know, if 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 a director wants me to like start really like liking things that happen in their movie you stick one of those somewhere in there cleverly done and i'm all about it so so did this do it for you rich no (laughs) no not at all i mean it was cool like it was a cool scene i'll give them that but you know it's you know there it, it wasn't it wasn't like you know quentin tarantino in a movie that wasn't even his um uh which was uh four rooms which was, you know, it's like a collaborative effort of like four different directors. That's why they call it the Four Rooms, whatever. But his, um, his whole twenty-five minute segment was one take. Like that's it. There were no cuts. It was awesome. It was like masterful, and you know, it was just it was just cool. It was just really cool. So, uh, but anyway, um, this one shotter, you know, kind of okay wasn't like the best i could have done with some with some other things i mean with the whole movie we could have done some other things like i mean it this is weird because this viewing right usually i go into it and i'm like okay i'm either gonna like it or i'm gonna not like it and i never really like feel about you know never feel anything really change now in this viewing um i sat i sat down and i started watching it and for the first 15 minutes of the movie i'm like what am I thinking? Why was this? Why did I think this was so bad? Like, it was not that bad. This is actually pretty good. All right, cool. And then by the time we get halfway through the movie, I'm like, all right, well, I mean, it's not the greatest, but it's still okay. This is still like, you know, we're still talking like above two five, you know, easily, easily. You know, we get to about three quarters of the way through the movie. I'm like, what is, what is happening? I don't, I don't know. And then, you know, you get to the end and you're like, now I know why I didn't like this movie. Well, especially since they felt the need to like let the pterodactyls loose on the people causing havoc and mayhem, right? And then pick them off shot by shot. Like, yeah, apparently they had to like check every Jurassic Park box there was. Right. <clears throat> we couldn't just let one plot point be enough. Like, or one plot point and a couple of followed out subplots. There were seventeen things going on in this movie, none of which was well thought out nor nor was it executed well Mm -hmm. and so you have little bits and pieces everywhere raining down on you like smoldering ash a little uncomfortable yeah it's it's really it's it's really weird i mean and 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 clearly efforts were made to make sure that like all the pieces were in place to like set up the jurassic universe so to speak you know you've got B.D. Wong running around. He makes it out of the island with all those embryos. And saves all the embryos Mm -hmm. of all the genetically modified. Maybe that's what the message was. Stop genetically modifying things. So, so yeah. So, maybe that was the the message. The the political stance they took. Yeah, like stop genetically modifying things. But... I mean, the the embryos still make it off the island. So yeah, like, but how else would they make another billion dollars by creating another Jurassic World film? Well, and then selling it to the U.S. Army. Yes. That's right, because mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen next. Because that is such a brilliant idea. You know, take raptors and let them out into the wild. Exactly. Because yes. you know, sure, they'll probably take out your enemies, and then they'll turn around and take you out too. So brilliant. Here, here's the question. What was with the dude with the soapbox about the raptors? Why was he so against machines, but he was good with things with really sharp teeth that were predatory? Taking out yeah, enemies. Well, you're, you're talking about Vincent D'Aforno's character, right? Yeah, I guess. He's the guy that was in Law and Order SVU? Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he also plays... So was B.D. Wong. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah? You're right. No, I think Vincent D'Aforno was... N- in Law and Order, a different kind. Criminal Intent? Criminal Intent. Oh, he, he might have been in Criminal Intent. Well, but no, but BD, BD, BD Wong was also in Criminal Intent, too. But, he, but BD Wong played the, the psychiatrist yep. in SVU. That's true. That's very true. 
And then uh, Diaforto was in, uh, or Diorfino, whatever his name is, uh, was also most recently in Daredevil. Oh. Uh, he plays the part of Kingpin, which is kind of cool. So, um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, he bites it, so they're like, he, we don't have to worry about him in his crazy ways. But yeah, I mean, that's that's clearly an agenda that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like in a subplot that completely doesn't make any sense. Because he's all about, like, just, like, blowing things away. And it's just like, okay, yeah, let's use these, like, organic weapons, basically. Like, these 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 things to do our dirty work for us. But it, it doesn't make any... None of that makes any sense at all. Yeah, no. I, I don't buy it. It's completely and utterly illogical. Yeah. If you want control over something, you don't trust an animal who is wild. Because clearly, they'll turn on you. Yeah. Right. And you know that before going in. And he's like, oh, this wolf. And I'm like... Okay, yeah. your wolf story holds no power over these raptors, you know. Yeah, and then in a strange let, twist, he gets his arm ripped off after that wolf story. And then yeah. eviscerated. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't live long enough to enjoy the irony of it. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. I don't think he enjoyed anything about that. <laughs> no. So, I don't know. It just. It was a mess. It was a mess. Like there was just it just it's an, it's, it's another one of those movies. It's just it's just a mess. Yeah. And it's just it, Okay, and I don't also know what else like to say. so so they want to bring Rex 2 back alive at first because you know they invested all this money into mm-hmm. it and 28 stuff. 28 million dollars. Okay, 28 right. million dollars. And so they they take all of this weaponry that's just going to you know knock it out. Once they knock it out, how the heck are they going to bring it back to its had it, it, yeah, it's Pen. Which it clearly knows how to get out of now. Right. And well, not only that, but it's like set so far away from everything else on the island. So how are they going to show it off? I mean, are right. they going to take special trains that take like an hour to get over to this special pen just to like ship people back after they stare in ooh and ah at this critter for like five minutes? Exactly, point. yeah. I mean, yeah. really, I just don't think it makes business sense. No, it, de- it totally does not. No. But Verizon yeah. presents it. Mm. Right. Yeah, yes. there, was, there was some interesting product placement in yes. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Verizon. Um, Jeeps. Jeep Jeeps, made it back in. Jeeps made it back in. Mercedes. Mercedes is yeah, all over this thing. Pepsi. Pepsi. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, and, you know, Amblin Entertainment itself. Yeah, I was going to say Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. <laughs> Makes it Which, a couple times. Okay, so I don't even know his name in this movie, but Nick from New Girl. Yeah. I, you know, they did such a bad job of making him comic relief. They really, right. yep. it was so obvious, so painfully obvious that he was supposed to be funny in this. You were supposed to groan and laugh and chuckle and and he never And root once, for him. Yeah. Yeah. And like he never once got any reaction out of me except for, oh, this is just sad. Just yeah. just stop talking. Yeah. And then he gets burned. Like big <laughs> time. He's like, I got the moment, I'm gonna be big puffy chested, I'm gonna be like the cool guy that kisses the girl. And she's like, yo, I got a boyfriend. And I'm like, that's just wrong. You can't give the guy like a little thing there. No, no. Right. Well, that's fine. That's cool. He gets kick a, a man while he's down. He gets a half hug. He yeah. does get a half hug for saying, "I'm going to be the one that stays behind and possibly mm-hmm. die." Yeah, they get a half hug. That's ridiculous. By a chick who can't act at all. No, no. Yeah, she had a hard time. Her, her acting rough, was terrible. Yeah, rough, it was uh, really, really bad. Time. I don't know. I think I, I could have acted better, and I am not an actress. I mean, so so here here's the here's the question. Don't go into the long grass. <laughs> so here's the question. Besides, besides knowing why we don't need to go in the long grass, or go onto this island at all, yeah, or or the other one, <laughs> just just or San Francisco. Yes, don't go anywhere near any of those places. <laughs> there might be dinosaurs. Um, how does this movie make? As much money as it did. Like, because my brother's a moron and went to see it four times. He's not the reason it made a billion dollars, though. He's part of it. Because people love... Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. <clears throat> people I mean, love nostalgia. And this played... It hit all the right notes of the nostalgia factor. And also, it had some big names in it. And it was... 
okay enough to sort of squeak by without people really critically thinking about it as long as they didn't they were so like, so i mean essentially it's you know like we we've already talked about this other one so this is basically the you know 2015 was the year of the nostalgia Sure. You know, because you got the nostalgia in Jurassic World, mm-hmm. and then you get the one-two punch from Disney mm-hmm. with with uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and bo- the box office responded quite similarly to both films. Yeah, where one I think personally was a little bit more well done and well written than the other. Um, a little bit. I mean, maybe even more than a little bit. Um, <clears throat> you know. So so I guess is that that's that's it then and that's really the answer. I I think so. I think that <clears throat> you know people are hankering especially like people our age to be honest with you are hankering for the things that smack up their childhood. Okay. And you know in the 80s when we were kids our parents watched movies like The Sandlot. Um mm-hmm. and that while not making this kind of money didn't cost that kind of money to make. Right. And those were all set you know, those movies, uh, what was the other one, the Steven Spielberg movie with the kids? Um, the Goonies? No. That's not... Is this Steven... Well, it's a Richard Donner film, but it was Steven Spielberg. Uh, was, no, it's a Stephen King novel. Stephen, Stephen Spiel- King? And um, what's his name is in it? Uh, Wesley Crusher. Wesley Crusher. Yeah. Oh. Steven Spielberg directed I it? I think it is. I don't know. With Wesley Crusher. Yeah, he was a little kid. Mm, I'm not. What, Stand what? by me. Oh, okay. I don't think that was a Steven Spielberg movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a Stephen King novel, though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. set. Um, um, Dirty Dancing, too. All of those okay. movies, you yeah, know, yeah. were evocative of that same thing. Sure. All big, big hits. Yep. You know, with our parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Then you and got the so, John, H- John Hughes movies, too. Yeah. So. You know, I think that every in that, you know, as we become adults, as people become adults, whatever they remember fondly of their childhood, if people can tap into that to some degree or another, I think it can be successful. I mean, I think it's right. part of the reason that the Goldbergs is. A yeah. Show, yeah. I think know, so. Yeah. You know, that that sort of resonates with people. Yeah. But the Goldbergs knows better than to take it as seriously as this movie. Yeah, yeah this, this movie right. clearly wanted to be yeah. uh, very, very, you know, very serious and mm-hmm. very, like, you know... Intense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, it failed on so many levels. Like, I, I think that the, you know, that the idea of this movie was probably... The, the genesis of this movie was probably terrible to begin with. Yeah. And then... It's executed poorly because of writing and directing and all of that stuff. And then we we have, you know, just a big cluster, essentially. I, I don't know. I just think like... Well, and I, I understand how this movie got people in the seats originally. Right. Because, right. you know, obviously it appealed to me. So I went and bought a ticket and I hate movie theaters. I can't stand sitting in one seat for that long. Um, but at the same time, I was like, oh, no, I'm totally doing this one. What I don't understand is people wanting to see it again after right. in theaters after right. that first time. I don't know that I can't I can't answer because that kind of makes me lose faith in humanity more than I already. have. <laughs> well, I got nothing for you. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a sad commentary on our intellectual capacity but i think that people don't want to think and this movie doesn't you don't need to do any thinking you just follow the dinosaur you know what i mean like yeah, that's it, true. you know people go to the movies for escape a lot of times and you know you just go <gasps> you know and it's one thrill after another but this wasn't <laughs> i know but so basically what you're saying is that we are so far superior to the average person. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> That's what she meant though. <laughs> Read whatever subtext you want into that comment. All right. Well, 
So, but I will tell you that we had an interaction with somebody who will remain completely and totally anonymous, who told us how fantastic this movie was and how much this person wanted to see it again. And, you know, because this person loves to watch movies for the underlying themes and and messages. And I'm just thinking, after watching this movie for the first time, what message or theme is there? It just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand the logic behind it. And I, I have no desire to watch the movie for a third time, but definitely don't have a desire to discuss it with her because, or him, um, because subtle. I know I'm smooth, <laughs> smooth like butter, baby, like butter. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, I think people want to get deeper meanings out of things than there actually are. And instead of actually seeking out entertainment that is, richer and deeper and more meaningful they they just sort of go this was a great movie because it was splashy and had big names in it and but I can I can contextualize it and I can read into it and I can analyze it yeah I mean I don't know I just I watched this movie in an analytical sense because I had already seen it and that's what my mind does right and I didn't get much more out of it than, oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize that they ripped off that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. I mean, that's what I got out of it. Well, that's I, sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know? I, I remember leaving the theater the first time really, really ticked off at whatever message I got from the movie. And I will tell you, I got less out of it this time than I did the first time around. Like, I have no clue what they were going for. <laughs> Yeah. So either I was a lot sharper that first time around um, or more tired this time or I don't know. Or, or you cared more that time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it has a message or it gets so much in its own way that it can't figure out its message. Yeah. I, I but don't I do know. remember the first time around I was really ticked off and I'm watching it now going, what was I ticked off about? Because I don't even understand right. it. <laughs> Right. What What is the message? What is the context yeah. here? What are you trying to, what agenda are you trying to push here? Yeah. And none of the agendas examined except don't genetically modify things sort right. of hit home. Yeah, I mean, I think we already know this, though. Like, stop messing around with yeah. genetic code right. because it's going to wind up coming out and butting you. Yeah. Don't yeah. mess with nature. I mean, yeah. don't we know that too? I mean, yeah. parts of it were anti-military, but then again, Chris Pratt is is ex-navy oh, yeah. or whatever. That's what and yeah. Yeah. Or or I don't know. I mean, maybe T-Rex had it right all along. Stop coming to this island. Right. As as but, she close so clearly points it out by standing uh, on top of the thing at the end of the movie and screaming. The helipad, yeah. Oh, so in a in a clearly ironic, intentionally ironic twist, mm. the the demons of the first three movies, the the things that'll haunt your nightmares, become the heroes in the third. Yeah. You know, we have the Raptors, which are the demons in the first. Mm-hmm. We have the T Rex, which is the demon in the second. And the whole third movie I blocked from my memory. Raptors. Raptors again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Raptors and, and something that wasn't T Rex. Right. So raptors oh, yeah. and, well, and the other genetically modified. Um, was like, it genetically modified? Oh yeah! Though? Oh yeah! Was yeah. It? But but there were no humans on the island for so long at that point. Yeah, but they were clearly they were made by, by the the people. That, yeah. Like what, what was it? Was it, it was like it was a, ugly. <laughs> it was ugly. Like ugly Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Had like horns on its nose, and it was just yep, ill favored. Yeah, it was like a bigger, badder version of the T-Rex that owns the T-Rex right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Remember? Because um, everyone in the plane would have died again right. because it's like, hello, this thing is a predator. Right. He would have not, the, she would have not stopped to right. smell the roses after the T-Rex battle and walk away. Right. Yeah. She, she would have just went, oh, there's more food. That's Done. right. You're I dead. forgot. I forgot. Movie oh wait, over. sorry, no horn on the nose. I'm, I'm mixing up my dinosaurs in the third one. Really long snout. Yes. Yeah. 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 
I, va- I vaguely remember this. Yeah, Thank you. and they had a name for it, too. And I was just, ah, oh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. So does that mean the Rex on this one is Rex 3? I know, I was actually yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. It is, it yeah. is. So in, a, in an intentionally ironic twist at the end of the movie, the villains of the first three movies become the heroes of yeah. the fourth. Yes. How, do, how does one, how do you feel about this? I mean, again, they were trying to be clever with that. It's so painfully obvious that they were trying to be clever throughout this movie, and especially in the end, by tying it back to the first one and yet not at the same time. But it just failed. Just epic failure. And also, let's talk for a quick second about you bring automatic weapons to uh, a fight with a... But the big scaly beast who has really thick... Scaly hide. So, yeah, you might have all just brought a knife. Yeah. Right. To a a gunfight. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I'm watching it and I'm going, why didn't you bring Uzis? Bazookas. I don't know. Or rocket launchers. Aim for the mouth because that's soft tissue. Like she opened our mouth enough to scream at people Mm -hmm. that if you had gotten a really good shot, you probably. Or a couple hundred shots. Or a couple of hundred shots. You know, like she's. She just went, it was like, Roar, and then you just light them up. Right. Yeah. And then she would have probably not brain. opened her mouth again. <laughs> right. You learned that lesson. Right. Like, every every monster, because that's what they painfully refer to her as in the movie, every monster has a weak point. Every dragon has a missing scale. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, or you go for the underbelly. Yeah. Like, like. <sighs> I fail to I fail to understand how you create something and clearly B.D. Wong plays some sort of God creator in all of these movies, mm-hmm. right? I fail to know how you create something and not understand its Achilles heel, for lack of a better term. Yeah. It, it it boggles my mind because don't you want an off switch? Yeah, well, I mean, they they clearly by the time you get to the fourth one of these movies, they clearly forget about the pre, you know, the the already in 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 universe established thing of an off switch. But you know that that apparently got thrown out the window. Yeah. Well, Danae, this has been going very well and calmly, and you know, and logically for twenty years. So why in the world would they need an off switch? Exactly. Yep. People are strange and suck. Yes. And why in the world go... And I don't even remember if we've already said this or not, so I apologize apologize if I'm being repetitive, but why go to this island at all? Why? We didn't say that, but... Yeah, yeah. just don't. Just don't. There wouldn't be a need for dinosaurs if people didn't drive the commerce there. You know what I mean? If you went, you know what? I'm out because this, this island isn't all herbivores. Like... Sure, sign me up for an island that's all herbivores. I'll go and put my kid on a tiny triceratops. They're freaking adorable. Oh my word, and get to throw my arms around a baby brontosaurus. <laughs> so cute. So, so cute. Yes. yes. That's pretty good. Right. Like, sign me up for the dino petting zoo. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, bring it on. But but you think I'm bringing my family to a place that he, that... Little man could get eaten by a T-Rex? I am not kidding. Well, no. I'm not to be completely and totally egocentric here, but I don't exactly want to be eaten by a T-Rex either. Right. Nope. <laughs> you yeah, know? No desire to do that. Yeah, no. Yep. No, the whole entire time I was on that island, which I would never go to in the first place, I would be going, oh my word, all the ways that this could go horribly wrong. Well, especially... Yeah. Everybody's at that SeaWorld-like demonstration of that yeah. whale thing. Yeah. And they dangle a dead shark in front of her. Yeah. No. And not just a, a, not just a dead shark, a dead great white. Dead great white. Yep. Yeah. And she snatches it and everybody splashes. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. this is so great. Notice, by the way, mm. all of the dinos that led to Rex 3's downfall, female, Interesting. Also, Rex 3 is a female. What I think all say? of them are female, though, aren't they? Yeah, because they're all they... back to being female. Yeah. So. Oh. They didn't actually explicitly say it, but every single time they reference the sex of any one of the dinosaurs, it's always she. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Morons. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, all right. So, where, where, are we, where are we landing here when it comes time for score time? 
I mean, and and I stated this before while we were actually watching the movie, but when I watched it in theater, I would have given it a one hands down, and I was expecting to give it to a, a, a one again today, but right. it wasn't as bad as I remembered, so okay. I'm going to go with the 2.5, because honestly, I didn't care about it one way or the other. All right, 2.5, right in the middle. Yeah. All I right. gotta, uh, it was Thor for me. Okay. The Thor of Dinosaurs. Yes, it was. It was. The Thor of Dinosaur movies. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I got a two for it. I, I, nobody, I didn't care. I didn't care about it. Like, I, I didn't care that whether Bryce Dallas Howard lived, I didn't care whether Chris Pratt ate it. Like, the kids a little bit. I didn't want to see the kids die. But that's a general thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you yeah. don't want to see, see kids die. die right. right. But you know, they're not going to. Let's face it. Yeah. Like, All right. Well, this is another thing because it's kind of like annoying for me too. All right, you have this weird like mom and dad fighting subplot thing right. that you don't you get none of it, Uh-oh. like except for like maybe one snide comment that the father makes, and she's like, "Oh, like why would you say that?" And then like halfway through the movie, they're all like. Oh, yeah, mom's getting divorced. No, she's not. Yes, she is. No, she's not. Yes, she is. No, she's not. Yes, she is. I Googled it. And that was the end of the argument. As if Google can settle every argument. Like, well, it's didn't like, you know it can? Like, it's, like, ridiculous. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But, wow. Um, so, anyway. And then they don't, really, like, they don't even do anything. And at the end, like, don't they, like, all hug and everyone's happy and, like, yeah. no one's getting divorced anymore or something? Yeah. Well, we don't like, know that. No, oh, right. no, I got the impression so, that, yeah, you know, divorce was no longer on well, the table. I guess nothing stops divorce, like, almost seeing your kids eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> so, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, I just don't, I just don't know. Like, it, it just... Everybody lives happily ever after. I guess. I mean, I mean, the, the two main characters literally walk off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, they do, and they have to stay together for like, uh, what does he say? What is this like cheesy one-liner? We I stopped should, listening. We should stay together for like for and, survival. That's what he says until he goes off to face space battles. Okay, okay. Yeah, and until just... he gets like captured by by pirates, like. <sighs> You know, seventeen years in before this, the, the events of this movie, so you become a Star Lord. I'm going to risk sounding like a complete and total prude here, <laughs> but I'm going to go for it because it bugged me the first time and it bugs me the second time. In the beginning, I know that he's supposed to come across as this, like you know, really awesome guy, and Bryce Dallas Howard is supposed to come across as this, you know, the absolute obnoxious stickler boring individual but i don't think his i don't think first impression we really get of of him is all that great i don't know where where he's like you know these these dinosaurs they want to hunt they want to run they want to you know and i'm going you're a male chauvinist pig shut up i don't like you right yeah i was not impressed with him and that's the most personality you get out of him in the whole movie like and I generally think that he's okay. Like, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, my God, Chris But he has no personality in this movie. I don't buy that he was formerly in the Navy. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Well, he displays no skills of such. Right. I, I don't. And he's not disciplined enough. Like That's true. You know, like, he he... Well, even with the raptors, even the scene with the raptors in the beginning where he's like, Blue, no, I see you moving there. Like, you really get no emotion there. I I am not impressed with that scene. And I know it spawned all of these pictures, you know, of zookeepers and people in random situations. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Because you're looking very blank faced. Okay, so there was this humongous thing all across the internet with people taking pictures of themselves like... Telling telling animals or inanimate objects to to stand down like I don't know bunnies or ostriches or you know stuff that normally would not be scary, and the, and they would strike a, a Chris Pratt pose. Okay, this was a really big thing, huh. um, and so it was like supposed to be such an intense moment, but I just found it stupid. Right. Yeah, I'm like, no, the raptor would have like had you screaming on the ground, crying for mommy by now. This is ridiculous right well i mean but you're meant to believe that like somehow he was able to get to be the raptor whisperer and then has this power over them so it's like you know 
it to the suspension of disbelief goes, okay, I'll give Chris Pratt Chris Chris Pratt the the benefit of the doubt here. All right. But he I can, didn't. <laughs> he can do that. You know, because he pulls it out like, you know, like two multiple times during the movie and there's moments where, you know, things would clearly happen in the in the presence of a raptor and any other human being, the, the human being is dead. But with Chris Pratt, he somehow can like don't do that right now. And then they don't. You know, and he does it like, you know, like over and over again. And and it's just there's no other explanation for it other than it's Chris Pratt power. <laughs> You know, like right. that's it. Like he, uh, he just has that that ability, which is weird. Um, but um, but oh, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of like you know like scores and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely with uh, with Danae on this one. I'm in the two category. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, I know because it like it's all weird with trying to average things out. It's like two point one five or something like that. Is this like the average or whatever? But movie scored or two. So, so I mean. You know, it's just, you know, it's just weird. You know, and, and there's like some of the other things that I talk about, like, you know, I, I, I'm usually the one that brings up like stuff like, uh, you know, I like talk about like um, movie soundtrack and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, there's literally nothing of note here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sorry to the composer of this movie. I'm sure you've done really excellent work, but the only memorable things out of the entire film were the retreads of John Williams' music. And I know John Williams didn't do the score for this. So and right. that's that sucks to be a composer for a, a major, major motion picture and have the only thing people remember is what the other guy did. So, right. I mean, that's that's a little rough. you know. And I think that also that impacted the movie too because it didn't give it any volume, didn't give it any presence of its own, didn't help build worlds or any of that stuff that, mm. that a good score does. It just kind of like was there. So... You know, it's like, oh, what a mess. <laughs> yeah. What a mess. I think that's the, that's the takeaway from this movie is it's a hot, bloody mess. You know, and it's just, it's, it just boggles my mind. It was like, how can a hot mess of a movie make that much money? It's just like, it's crazy. It made bonkers money. Yeah, it did. You know, and I guess you're right. You know, like you bring it back to like the whole nostalgia factor, but it's just like, man, Nostalgia is like a really strong, powerful force. It is. It's crazy. But they are intending on making, at least they were intending on making another one. So I would would like to see when that does come out, when Jurassic World 2 comes out, how well it does. Right. I I will say right here, right now on this podcast, there is no way it breaks even 50% of the total gross of Jurassic World 1. So if a Jurassic World 2 comes out and... Was a Jurassic World hit 1.7 bill? Damn. I think worldwide, there is no way that second movie cracks a billion. Right there, I've said it. I've, that's it. All right, prediction is in. Yeah, you guys can come in and and tell me in two years whether or not I'm wrong, because that's probably when it's going to happen. But I don't think so. I think that movie doesn't crack a billion. And then they go, all right, no, we'll make another one because. Yeah, because we did it before. Yeah, they'll have a two hundred fifty million dollar budget, and maybe they won't market this one as hard. And you know, they'll they'll get just under a bill, and they'll go, all right, well, we'll do it again, and we'll see what happens. Maybe that one will bomb, and then Jurassic Park will go away, and that'll be it. Nothing rhymes with pterodactyl. Nothing does rhyme with pterodactyl. (laughs) That maybe that'll be the lesson they learn. (laughs) And in twenty years, they'll it'll resurface as Jurassic Universe. Exactly. Yes. Dino's that space. was beautiful. Dino. They'll take all of Isle Nubar and they'll put it up in a space station. Oh my gosh. Done. <laughs> wow. Okay, they should pay you two to write it. Because yeah. that, was, that was awesome. Yes. In space, no one can hear a dinosaur scream. That's right. That'll be the tagline. And then the circle will be complete because mm-hmm. they'll rip off Alien one more time. <laughs> and I, on that bombshell, folks. I think yes. I might actually pay to see this movie. There it is. Well, we'll see you guys in 20 years uh, for Jurassic Universe, Dinos in Space. The mic is dropped. That's it. So, Boom, baby. All right. Well, it's, it's like one in the morning. We're all clearly very loopy. Uh, we thank you so much for listening to uh, episode 24 of this uh, kind of choppy podcast. I'll address this right now. We've had some 
audio issues. So if you hear like fade ins and fades outs, don't worry, you didn't really miss much in conversation. <laughs> uh, we actually just try to cleverly splice some dino DNA back into uh, this podcast because it seems it only happens when we're talking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> so maybe we should just start talking about something else. Cuddlefish. 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 That's it. Cuddlefish um, and Amazon frogs. So yes. tune in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Tune in tomorrow when we uh, switch gears and move on to our next uh, movie franchise. We're starting the DCEU with none other than Man of Steel, which is the start of that series. Henry um, Cavill. Uh, my, yes, Danae is real excited about has some Henry Cavill. Eh. I just, Jeanette's eh about Henry Cavill. I just want to see Superman on screen again and, uh, and, and really, wants, uh, really want the opinion of uh, of one Jeanette DeLuy about how she feels about uh, Superman after the tra- traumatic experience of watching Superman Returns in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, to be honest, I'll put this on record, uh, so we'll see if I'm wrong in 24 hours, but um, I, I, I think I think it's going to be uh, some Superman redemption. I think I think uh, some heartstrings and certainly some uh, some uh, <clears throat> some nostalgia. Uh, is going to be brought up, and uh, you know it might lead to good times. It might not. Who knows? Eh. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out. <laughs> it might lead to eh. So, but uh, well, we'll find out that, and then uh, you know we'll come back at you later because you know the DCEU is of course you know a series that has has be- has got its beginnings, and there are two films in it now with a third coming this summer. So, gives us uh, something else to go out and watch and and, uh, and take in. So, um, so tune in for that. Of course, hit us up. Uh, sharp angles of bacon ice cream.com or if you guys are millennials and you're listening to us and you're lazy um, you can go to bacon ice cream.com and scroll all the way down to the contact form fill out the contact form hit send uh like the like the website says give it a tick after you hit submit trust us it'll work um and then uh you know fire us uh fire us uh off at a uh a comment a question something else or whatever we're gonna get it um, you know, hit us up on the blog at uh, sharpangles.baconicecream.com. Go to our newly designed website and check out all that cool stuff. Uh, this uh, quad, uh, quadrology or whatever you want to call it, of uh, Jurassic Park is uh, in its own place on the website. You can go there and get all four episodes if you want to go back and listen to us. Because um, so, you know you do. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, we're doing big things here. We're trying to make it organized for you, so... You know, like, uh, you know, hit, hit me up and let me know. Like, you know, uh, I did the redesign myself on uh, BaconIceRoom.com. So um, hit the contact page and you'll be like, yo, kind of looks cool. Or, yo, this website is broken. And then I'll be like, all right, awesome, I'll fix it. Um, so anyway, um, <clears throat> we'll see you tomorrow for some Man of Steel. Until then, I'm Rich. I'm Danae. Jeanette. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. On Sharp Angles. Take Thank it you. easy, guys. <laughs>